0: Welcome to a Football Friday edition of the Goal Line Stand. All football all the time. Coming to you live from the Michaels Glass Company studio. Serving the Philadelphia Tri-State area since 1978. Give Michaels Glass Company a call. 215-338-3293 for all your window and shower door needs. Tell them Mike and Brett sent you. We are a Sports Talk Philly partner. Sports Follow us on all social media, at GL Show. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Michael Lipinski, joined, as always, on Football Friday by Brett Halpern. And I feel like we just talked about football yesterday, after the Ravens and Steelers entertained us on a Rockefeller matinee special.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, it's funny, I mean, between the pandemic and now with the pandemic and all the issues regarding scheduling... It's like I have no idea what day it is.
0: Luckily for me, I have some kind of like with kids. Like my kids go in a building, yeah. and that kind of may forces me to, to know the day of the week. But yeah. there was a point here early on where yeah. I had no, I I couldn't no clue, couldn't tell you.
1: That's a good point. But then now, I mean, it's like almost every, every day has football, and every day has NFL football. So true it's the everything's blending but today is a football friday that i'm aware of
0: today is a football friday and we're going to get to it we're going to do our normal football friday where we we preview our 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 respective teams i'm an Eagles fan brett is a giants fan first place giants fan so we'll talk about some of the historic significance of the matchups Uh, but let's start it off here some news and notes i'm going to start in the college ranks BYU Cougars, you might get a pretzel this week, or next week, I guess, just for your willingness to come across the coast, you know, from coast to coast, from west to east, to play Coastal Carolina on short notice at top 25 matchup. BYU is subbing in, excuse me, for uh, Liberty, who had a COVID situation of some sort. They, yeah. were, they were set to be the big game with with uh, Coastal Carolina, BYU said, "Ah, we'll play you. Come on down."
1: I I think it's great. I I give credit to both teams. Um, you know, and also because I I think BYU. I, I haven't checked the line. I have to believe BYU is favored in the game. But for even Coastal Carolina to take on BYU, it's just great that they both did that. Um, wasn't the game originally going to be at Liberty, and wasn't that where? uh college game day was going i thought so
0: so college game no is at coastal carolina it that, it's at that okay and game day is still going to be there yeah so i actually was i was on one of the football message boards or and someone was uh BYU had an opportunity i guess to play a quote-unquote power five school and they said no well this makes sense i mean you're going to play number 18 coastal carolina yeah where game day is going to be yeah. This is the story now. So, yeah, I, let's just make it up. Let's just say they were they had an opportunity to go play Alabama. That's not who it was, but Yeah. Yeah. For 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 shits and giggles, that's who it was. You know, no, this is the better move for BYU. You're yeah. you're going to play a top 25 team. You're going to be uh, if that's the story, that's going to be ESPN's story for that whole day. It's such a good move on their part. So smart.
1: Yeah, I will say the only uh party to this that didn't really have a good move is ESPN, who now scheduled it. I don't know if you saw this. It's a 530 game on ESPN U, which is disappointing.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking because I'm looking at it. Oh, that is awful. I'm looking at it at the line now. Uh Coastal Carolina, according to William Hill, 10 point dog at home. Yeah. yeah 5, 530, right. ES, 530 ESPNU. Uh that's interesting. Is that a I'd have to look into it because it's their sunbelt, correct? Yes.
1: They're, so and I they're wonder, already
0: uh they already clinched their division. So I wonder if that's just a I wonder if that's just a a contract thing. Yeah, but there's a
1: there's a good amount of flexing that goes on in college football week to week. That should be a 7 o'clock game on one of the big networks. One one of the big ESPN. That should be a 7 o'clock ESPN 2 game.
0: Yeah, well, let's take a quick look here and see if I can figure that out. Uh, So we're at 5.30. 7 o'clock on ESPN is Oregon and Cal. 7.30 on ABC is Clemson, Va Tech. 8 o'clock, that's Fox. CBS has Alabama, LSU. Yeah. ACC ACC Network, Miami, Duke. Yeah, I get, yeah, that could have been a uh, that could have been a you could have swung that somehow.
1: I would have but rather than that than Oregon count.
0: Cal. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't make up those. Yeah, nor nor do you. If we did, I don't know that we'd uh, we'd have a I lot think, more listeners. Then I think this is actually the only uh, matchup with two ranked teams. I will go to that again. Yeah, there you go. Well, that tells you how college football is going this year. So, top twenty-five matchups. You are there's one more. It's Wisconsin, Indiana. Wisconsin, Indiana, which is a shame for Indiana. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's incredible. Uh, yeah. College college football in twenty twenty. Uh, another other news in twenty twenty. Josh Gordon, welcome back to the league. He's going to Seattle because uh, they need all the help they can get at wide receiver. They only have one dude who's you know. Five hundred receiving yards a game.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's amazing. I mean, look, Josh Gordon. What, you know that one season he had. I mean, was just unbelievable. And it's a shame he's just look. People unfortunately have demons, and he has been fighting his for quite some time. Although the fact that he's now reinstated does mean that you know I think he's gotten some of his issues under control. Um, you know, I think we'll maybe save for. The offseason, the issue of marijuana in the league. Um, you know, I think that that's something that particularly, I mean, it, it, it's definitely been reduced. The it, That issue has been reduced because of the new CBA that they had. But I mean, he had so many other issues going on. Um, yeah, I agree. It's definitely going to help out. I feel like Tyler Lockett, I mean, you saw it in the Eagles game. Not that I, I, I don't know if I'd say he's taken a step back, but. He, you know, he was on a tear earlier this season, and he's not quite really uh, progressing or continuing on at, at that clip. So having Josh Gordon, I think, will really help them out. Um, you know, it, it's I me. Mean, look, the rich always just get richer. That's just how this league works. You know, I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Chiefs and the top teams always. And this is right around now. This is when they start loading up.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? So everybody said the same thing with the Patriots with with Antonio Brown. Yeah. Rich keep getting richer. He hasn't factored in the way that I think a lot of people expected him to. Now, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of moving parts down yeah. in Tampa. And we'll get to it maybe in the offseason, but sounds like the coach is on has the target on his back. I don't think rightfully so. But that, you know, That's neither here nor there. This is either going to work out really, really well for Seattle, or it's going to keep them where they are, or it, this could be a detrimental kind of thing. I don't think Pete Carroll, as much of a smarmy prick that he is, I, I don't think that he'll allow that to occur, but it's interesting well, nonetheless.
1: I think one thing to take into consideration is the fact that Gordon has played on this team and has joined the team in literally the exact same circumstances. Right? That is true. Yeah. That's so true. and they wanted him back. So I, I don't see it as a thing where he's gonna come in and it's gonna disrupt. I, I feel like uh for any other team, if he joined them, I can see the potential for disruption. I think the uh the floor here is he comes in and just doesn't make a contribution. Where and but there is a potential that he comes in and really does make an impact.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, Seattle is Look, the NFC East at the top. The NFC East, the NFC East is not wide. Well, I guess it is, technically speaking. The NFC at the top, it's the Packers. It's maybe the Saints if they're completely healthy. It's Seattle. I, I mean, they're the teams that are that are there.
1: Yeah. I, so although, right there. yeah, don't, yeah. Don't mind me. We're good. Um It's but then you know every other week the Rams look really good. <laughs> Every right. three weeks, the Cardinals look really good.
0: Right. Now, what's going to happen with the Phoenix 49ers? How are they going to play in their new digs? Yeah. You know, are and they, they're, are there, they're healthier. Yes. Are their end zones going to be painted? What's that situation going to be? You know, are they going to – that? so on and so forth. Tampa every four weeks looks good. Wow. So it's it's such a weird conference. The Giants are playing better. I mean, Daniel Jones, you said so yourself last week or, or Wednesday on our kind of week 12 kind of wrap up show. Look, maybe da- Daniel Jones is whatever. He is what everybody thought he was. Now he's and, hurt. And Washington's playing better. Right. Right. And Dallas is playing better. No. No. No.
1: No. Okay. I, they're playing
0: worse than Philly. No. No, they're not. No. Yeah, they no, are. They've lost to Washington. What was it? Washington put up forty. Washington did put up forty. Well, that yeah. team, that team did quit. That team has quit on the head coach, and that'll be an off-season thing that we yeah. can rip on. That all right? I got to ask you, yeah, our, our Friday, our Friday segment. Am I crazy? Am I crazy to think that the Big Ten, despite what they say in the media, is actually going to find a way to give Ohio State an extra game if they cannot play Michigan? So that they can be eligible for postseason play, am Absolutely. I crazy to think that?
1: No, you're not crazy. It's yeah, it it is super important for them to have a representative in the college football playoffs. They will figure it out.
0: You know, I it, I, I think unfortunately it's going to come. At, it's going to it's going to affect us as Rutgers fans. That's one of the rumors. But and how so? It sounds like one of the scenarios. So let's let's rewind it here. In yeah. order to be eligible for the Big Ten championship, yeah, you have to have played six Big Ten games. Yeah. At this at this point, Ohio State might not get that if the Michigan game is canceled, which is yeah. light, like, which is looking likely. Well, apparently, what's going to happen, allegedly, rumor and innuendo, is that Ohio State can play. Maryland next week.
1: Oh, because that game was previously canceled.
0: Right, which happens to be Rutgers' opponent. So yeah. Rutgers wouldn't play anybody. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, well, yeah. And this is this is a larger issue, I think, yeah. to where the Big Ten really shot themselves in the foot. This is where, where Nebraska was right. To, yeah. to, there should have been the flexibility from these programs to go play somebody. Yeah. Like Temple got screwed. I don't know if I don't know if it was a them being screwed. They had a COVID situation, or Cincinnati had it. But whatever yeah. it is, Temple's season is shut down early. Mm-hmm. If there was a scenario next week where the Big Ten, and rightfully so, says, "Look, we need Ohio State to play Maryland. Sorry, Rutgers. We need this to happen." Rutgers should be able to turn around and call down to to South Philly and say, "You guys, good. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Let's have a game." Yeah, and that and that's on the Big Ten and the arrogance of this big new Big Ten administration for not allowing that to occur.
1: It, so, but would you agree? I guess now I'm, I guess we're gonna see if I'm crazy. It's it is good for any Big Ten team for Ohio State to make the college football playoffs.
0: Uh, yeah, I think there's always except maybe Michigan. Or, <laughs> what's that? Except maybe Michigan. Except Michigan, right? Yeah, I'm always a, a proponent of that. It's for the betterment of the conference. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that say that's sh- No, that, that doesn't matter. It, it matters. And
1: the other problem you have is so Wisconsin already, I think, is out.
0: Wisconsin is out because Wisconsin has lost. They won't have the number, the set number of games. So they're now, out. Do they? Are
1: they definitely playing next week? They they have a game though next week because I was thinking Wreckers could you know would step up, but they have oh, a game next week. Why? What do you mean why? Why Rutgers would you play? play Wisconsin? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I I want them to play. Keep talking. That's, I'm gonna look up Wisconsin's game. Okay, I'm pretty sure Wisconsin. I mean granted I still think Northwestern controls its own destiny in the Western Division and and Northwestern has enough games but if Northwestern loses I don't know what
0: happens. You did it again buddy. Wisconsin is two <laughs> Wisconsin is two and one. So yeah. that would put them so this they're playing their fourth game this week. Yeah. against Indiana. Fifth game against Rutgers, it, 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 they're short. Yeah, yeah. they They're really screwed. I mean, they, they would have to, like,
1: literally play – you couldn't – they'd have to – unless someone
0: – some, yeah, unless someone agreed to, like, a Wednesday game. This is on This is on the Big Ten for not – I don't understand – I don't get the thought process uh, uh, around it. Like, I, I ignored it because it had nothing – we knew – we really knew that Rutgers was going to clamp down and make sure there was not many issues – That was clear as day after they had their summer problem. It it doesn't make sense to, from a from a conference standpoint, to not allow teams to go schedule. It wasn't like Nebraska was looking to schedule, you know, Central Valley State or something. wasn't it Wasn't it Iowa State? Was that? Well, I think they
1: didn't. They want to play Chattanooga at one point.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So that well. That's fine, but then that yeah. doesn't count. You want to play a game, you can play a game, it's not yeah. a division one, one yeah. a opponent, it doesn't count. Yeah, you have anyone who could go find uh, Ohio State has an open schedule. Well, it's fine, someone to play on. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It,
1: it's strange, very strange.
0: Sorry, yeah. so, right, good. I'm not crazy there. Am I crazy to think that Doug Peterson doesn't make it to the end of the season? As Eagles head coach, and now I'm not saying fired, just says I'm done.
1: Yeah, you're crazy. I I I don't see him getting fired.
0: I don't see. He looks like a defeated man.
1: He does, but frankly, I feel like he looked that way even when you guys were going to the Super Bowl. He's not overly emotive. I don't know that that's a that's a word, right?
0: Yeah,
1: sure. yeah, um, yeah. But I know. I, I yeah. He he's he definitely he does not look like he's enjoying himself. Uh, there it is. If you had said, "Am I crazy?" Doug Peterson's gone in the off season. Uh, that's completely different. I don't see them change. You can't fire a guy who won you a Super Bowl three years ago. Well, no, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they're
0: gonna fire,
1: and, and I, he's not. He's not gonna quit. That's a bad look. If he ever wants to coach again, that's a really bad, you don't quit.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I just, I see, I see a man that's just, he looks very frustrated. Yeah. And I think anybody who's been in a, in a job where maybe people you're doing your best, people just aren't listening to you. You get frustrated. You get angry. You, you kind of check out. I don't want to say that he's checked out. I don't know that, but he seems just, he doesn't seem to be questions with the media is answers it seems very agitated like i don't want to be here kind of thing yeah and maybe that's just the media that yeah so it's funny when you were mentioning this i was also thinking in my head
1: who do you think was the last coach to quit and and excluding what i would call like an older guy who's stepping down and walking away from football you know, so like Doug Peterson, meaning a guy who quits but still put, could potentially have a future in coaching cuz he's younger. Dick
0: I can't remember. That's a who? Dick Vermeil? Oh, you mean with the Eagles back with when? With the Eagles when he quits, he goes into TV and then comes back with the obviously with the Rams. Um, well, let me let me get a tissue. Hold on. Oh, knock it off. Um <laughs> I'm trying to remember did, what happened with gruden did he quit or did he get fired
1: I think it was so I think that was kind of like the Tom coughlin fired I don't think because because he had won them a Super Bowl they couldn't
0: right I, i'm yeah. I'm just trying to think of guys that have walked away I'd really have to I'd really have to think yeah about
1: it. it's it's yeah it, it was just like an interesting thought I had in my head when you had mentioned that but uh, but yeah, so you're you're partially crazy, which you know that's you know, Part par for the course. Course. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We talked Eagles here. Eagles go out to Green Bay this weekend, 425, and they're just gonna get absolutely shellacked by the Packers. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but we talk historical perspective here, and I guess outside of 1960. Yeah. The Eagles have actually had a lot of games, big games, against the Packers. I, you know, There's been multiple playoff games, fourth and 26, obviously a big one. There was uh, 2010 where the Eagles were making a little bit of a run. Packers came into the wild card round at Lincoln Financial Field. Mike Vick throws an interception. I was at the game. I can still picture yeah, Vick, you were. Vick throwing for Riley Cooper in the back yep. corner of the end zone. Didn't make it.
1: Man of the people, uh, Riley Cooper. What's that? Man of the people.
0: Oh, yeah, man of the people. Well, certain people, you know, uh, yes. probably really love him, but fuck those people. How about that? Yeah. Different podcast. Uh, anyway, there's it's, for me, it's weird. For me, I actually have a lot of memories of Eagles Packers. Some good, some bad. Bryce Pop is like – Emblazoned in my mind i can close my eyes and watch the play yeah i can remember watching the game i remember watching the game with my father and that was i think that was pretty early in the game first or second quarter yeah and he just looks at me and he's like it's over what what's over it's over it's done the season's done and i'm like it's september you know fourth it's probably my birthday weekend we were watching the game no, what are you talking about? It's it's okay. No, 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 no. And and sure enough, it, it it was over. We were at the game in 1994. You know, we had, my family had season tickets, section 247, hence the name. Yeah. So this would have been September 18th, 1994. Philadelphia Eagles 13, Green Bay Packers seven. Two things I remember about this. I was very excited to go to the game, and then both teams wore their throwback uniforms for the 75th anniversary season, and they were god-awful. Oh, yeah. Awful. But that was the return of Reggie White to Philadelphia. Yeah. And Reggie White Reggie White was my guy. And I can specifically remember waiting after the game where we were in our end zone was where the visiting team came out. And, and the crowd just stayed and serenaded Reggie as he came off. It, it was one of those things. The next one that pops into my head is uh, 1997. So September 7th, 1997, Eagles 10, Packers 9. Packers miss an extra point in the closing seconds to win that game. That was the first game I went back to an Eagles game in, in my family seats without yeah. my father. So, yeah. not a good memory per se, but I remember the. I remember the game. I also remember yeah. a fight. I also remember a fight in the parking lot after, as everyone was leaving Veteran Stadium, where some dude got racked in the head with a boombox. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why would you waste a boombox? Oh man, the dude just came. I, they were walking down the ramp. Old, the yeah. old vet. So you walk down the ramp, and it kind of turns into the parking lot, yeah. uh, going out towards where the bubble used to be. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. and they were Eagles fans. All of a sudden, you, the guys are going at it. You just see a boombox by the handle come flying through the air and just drill a guy right on the top of the dome. Thing went all over the place. It, it, it was it was wild. 97, that was Brett
1: Favre by then.
0: Yeah, I guess it, I guess it was Brett Favre.
1: So going back to the 94 game, which Eagles throwbacks were they
0: wearing? They were wearing it was supposed to be a throwback to the 1948-49 team. Okay. But if you remember that during that season with the '94 throwbacks, the league they didn't do a great job.
1: With some teams they did, some
0: teams right. They didn't. Some teams they did, and the Eagles one was not particularly good. Okay. Like they couldn't. I know, back like
1: to, Packers one was like it looked like a rugby uniform.
0: Yeah, something. but Packers one I think was a throwback to like the '30s when they were the Acme Packers, and yeah. that's exactly what it looked like with the stripes and all that stuff. Again, yeah. and it didn't look good. They had the regular helmet. It looked yeah weird. without the logo. Yeah. It, it, it just looked bizarre. You know, there's obviously the 2004, the 4th and 26, Uh, Brian Dawkins, the play that actually stands out more to me is the far throw to Brian Dawkins, <laughs> which, you know, kind of like a Carson Wentz throw of current day where it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? The USA, they actually have a lot of matchups. but And it's been a very evenly matched series for the most part, well, two historic teams.
1: But I feel like the Eagles have gotten the better of the Packers in the important
0: games. In the important games they have. Like the Packers beat the Eagles in 2014, 53-20 in a random game. Now when it comes down yeah. to the playoffs, it's more Eagles than Packers.
1: The Which Eagles is- are the only team to beat the Lombardi
0: Packers in a championship game. That's Absolutely. Huge. that's huge. That's all we need to talk about. That's huge. Let's get to this current matchup. <laughs> and, I, I mean, when I say this is going to be bad, this is going to be bad. I, I've been on it all season long. You have the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. They, it's a, it, it's interesting, right? Because you have similar scenarios. Packers go ahead and they draft in the first round Jordan Love. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers gets pissed off. The Eagles in the second round draft Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz gets pissed off. Aaron Rodgers comes out and, and is probably an MVP candidate this season. Yeah. Car- uh, Carson Wentz, we, we, we see what we got going on here. A tale of two different, I don't want to say mental makeups, because I think Carson Wentz, he, there's times where I watch Carson Wentz and he plays so, that, that quote-unquote Philly grit and toughness. Yeah. And then there's times where it's just like this guy is just not there. Packers uh, with Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, I don't think this is going to be close. Well, so you know so you were you're
1: comparing Aaron Rodgers' reaction in his season compared with Carson Wentz. You know what the two biggest differences are? One, the Packers believe in sticking with the run and have a very good run game. Also, you look at their offensive line, David Bakhtiari got a $105 million contract extension, one of the best in the league. Corey Lindsley is one of the best centers in the league. They have a healthy, generally healthy, and super talented offensive line, which is what the Eagles were several years ago when they won the Super Bowl and are far from that now.
0: Yeah, we, we discuss it, and anybody will tell you. You have to have healthy lines yeah. in order to be a consistent winner in this league and make a run. That's just how it is. That's your basis. That's your foundation. And Eagles don't have that. Yeah. But you, you hammered it. Aaron Rodgers has a run game. Yeah, that he's able to lean on if need be. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, now you have to factor in the run game. So your receivers are going to be open, just because that's how football works. You can't focus on both things. You got to take your chances. That comes down to play calling. That comes down to a coach. I, I said it on Wednesday. That comes back to coaching. You have a coaching staff in in Green Bay who is willing to look at the big picture and say we're going to do whatever works, yeah, and stick with it. And you have a quarterback who's bought in. Now I'm not saying Wentz isn't bought in, but you have a guy that's bought into it.
1: Yeah. And it's amazing, you know, the Packers a very good running game. Obviously, Aaron Jones. They have uh, Williams from BYU. And remember, we were all, you know, talking about how much of a waste their second round pick was, AJ Dillon, for Boston College, and he really hasn't even seen the field. It, it's just the top two guys, Jamal Williams. That's uh, you know uh, the other running back. So it, it's just it's amazing. I also really like that tight end. They have Robert Tanyan, yeah, uh, who came out of nowhere. Um, it, it's
0: it's. Yeah, and they don't have a legit second wide receiver threat, though. No, no, they don't. They don't, but, you you know, you can't uh, – Mar- Valdez Scanling's okay.
1: And he then, has, like, once in a while you have uh, Equinemius St. Brown
0: and he, uh, you know, Alan Lazard. They get, guys, they get guys that flash. Yes. But, but they have a number one wide receiver threat. The Eagles yeah. don't yeah. Do that, but they're getting yeah. Zach Ertz back which I actually think is going to be more, this is just, I think that's more problematic to me than helpful.
1: Well, okay, so let's switch to that side of the ball. See, so here's, you know, matchup specific. The Packers have a talented defense, but what is the one thing that they're bad at is stopping the run. Now, the problem is you have a coach and a coaching staff that doesn't believe in consistently
0: running the ball. Yeah, that's fine. The, the, the Packers don't have to stop the run. The Eagles will just stop doing it.
1: Yeah. So it's that's that's the problem there. If you want to beat the Packers, you have to run the ball.
0: Consider you have to run the ball at least twenty five times. And they're not gonna do that. That's not yeah, that's just not gonna happen. And then what, what you're gonna have happen is you're gonna give Aaron Rodgers the opportunity to get up on you early. Yeah. Now you're going to have, to have have Carson Wentz have to put faith in his wide receivers and his tight ends and his beat up offensive line and throw the ball 50 times. It, yeah. it, it's just not going to happen. Now on the flip side, Green Bay is eight and three. We talked about it. You know, outside of uh, Devontae Adams, they don't have a receiving threat necessarily. Have great receiving threats, which could play to the Eagles' defensive strength. Eagles do pretty well against the run. Yep. So I mean, defensively, it kind of matches up. I I still come back to the Eagle. If the Eagles defense is going to be on the field as much as they have been, they're just going to get worn down. Yeah. You look back to Monday night, five, three and outs. That defense was on the field the whole first half. They're just by statistically speaking, they're gonna get they're gonna get worn down. The Packers have won eight games. They've lost three. They've only beaten one team with a winning record. That's the Saints. Yeah. It's an argument I guess you can make. I hear people making it on the radio. Football's a lot of what you see happening with your eyes, right? Aaron Rodgers is playing with his hair on fire. Like, nearly unstoppable.
1: Yeah. It's like they haven't given him the discount double check.
0: No, they haven't given him the discount double check. Jake from State Farm. Like, what the hell, man?
1: Not liking those commercials, by
0: the way. No, maybe Aaron Rodgers is all upset too because it's now uh, Patrick Mahomes doing the thing.
1: Yeah, then there's the one with him like emptying the ketchup bottle, and it just sounds like he's going to the bathroom. I, just, I don't like it. Awful. I got, yeah.
0: I got, I got Packers thirty-five, Eagles seventeen.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Packers thirty-one, Eagles fourteen. Sounds about right. And, and you know me, I'm I'm never, I'm always picking for the Eagles. Yeah, at this point,
0: I think this is another nap game. It's a it's it's just a tough matchup, and on top and it, of it, you're gonna, you're gonna have Joe Buck. Yeah, I don't, and then nobody's gonna be in the stands. Like I enjoy games in Green Bay. I love the the idea of Green Bay, but it's just gonna yeah. be in this empty building. You know, it's a bucket list for me. I hate the Go Pack Go chant. Was was it Go Pack Go is bad? But who was moved those chains? Was that is that the was that the Ravens?
1: I think so. Yeah, but it's the music behind the Go Pack Go chant. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a sound drop now. Of course, and like the other, I know the other clip you're gonna play soon.
0: (laughs) From the twelve, Jones keeps gets a block, takes off, and he
1: is gone.
0: to stay upright and he trips absolutely all alone and he tri- how is Daniel Jones hamstring doing um so he did not practice with
1: the team Wednesday or Thursday he is doing individuals didn't look terrible
0: I I sit him I don't play him this week so Giants go to Seattle 405 yeah. Sunday I, I would tend to agree with you. I, I, as a, I, you can't. You put a guy in a plane cross country. That thing is going to tighten up. You can't move around. And why bother? Uh, have a
1: have a have someone. You know, have them lay down in the back of the plane and massage his hamstring
0: or something. It. I guess you can. Do uh, that. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this historical perspective on this game. Yeah. So uh, go ahead, because I don't really. It doesn't. This doesn't really pop in my mind.
1: No, I mean, look, it, it doesn't have the history that I mean the Packers and the and the Eagles two historical franchises have. Uh so the teams first they, they've met 18 times. The series is split nine to nine, and the first time they met was 1976. Up in Seattle, Seattle leads the series five to three. Uh Last win the Giants had was in 2010. Other than that, they won in 1980 and 81. Uh, In 81, um, LT almost killed their quarterback as a rookie. But I guess most notably, the, the most notable games in this series are Seahawks wins. So, first, the Giants went out there in 1986. And this was one of the two losses that the Giants had. In their Super Bowl winning season, Super Bowl Twenty One, that was the
0: A- that was the AFC Seahawks at the time. Right? It was the I-
1: AFC West Seahawks, yeah, out in the kingdom, um, with the Nike uniforms. Uh, they lost nineteen to fourteen. Then after that, the other notable game. Yeah, I, once I describe this game, Mike, you're going to remember this. Two thousand five, the Giants lost in overtime, twenty four to twenty one. This game was famous because Jay Feely missed three game-winning field goal attempts, one at the end of regulation, and two in overtime. And this is the famous one where a Fox cameraman was on Jeremy Shockey, who started doing like he was in a music video, didn't watch the kick at the end of regulation, just assumed it was good, and everyone around him was like, oh, my God, we're going to overtime, and, Yeah, so this was in 05. Obviously, for Eagles fans, this is the Mike McMahon year when when the T.O., everything blowing up. The Giants won the division, and the Seahawks went on to win the Super Bowl. And the Giants, that was a weird year for the Giants because by the end of the season, they, they won the division, but their defense got so banged up, they actually lost a lot of players in the Eagles game that they went to overtime with. Later in the season, and so by the end they just had no gas. They lost to the Panthers at home. It was like it was like twenty four to two. It was it was a bad game, but you know this was like a big time proving ground game, and they almost went in and beat the number one team in the conference. And friggin' Jay Feely, who I can't stand. My father, he was definitely on my father's shit list. Uh, and now when I hear him in different broadcasts. It's so annoying. I'm like, you prick, you couldn't make one of three field goals. And they were they were all makeable field goals. It wasn't like one was a 59-yarder. He was short on a 45-yarder. It was terrible. So that's sort of historically, you know, the, the perspective there. Um, you know, in terms of this game, I, again, I chalk this up as a loss, and it's an acceptable loss. Even for those fans
0: who think that the Giants are going to win the division, it's sort of built in. You chalk it up as a loss. I, I, having watched, now I just talked about Seattle being one of the top three teams in the the conference. Yeah. But look, they didn't play well against the Eagles. No. Outside of a guy. And you obviously always have Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I am high on the Giants defense. So I'm going to this isn't out of the realm of possibility that the giants go out there and win this game. Well, it all depends on the quarterback too. Uh, Yeah. The huge.
1: Yeah. So I guess so defensively for the giants, you know, they have a similar, they're going to, I believe they're going to employ a similar kind of matchup on DK Metcalf in that James Bradbury is playing in an all pro level right now. I would even argue that he's playing. Darius Slice had a very good season and I'm not taking anything away from him. And you know me, I'm. It, it takes me a long time to compliment New York Giants. James Bradbury is playing better than Darius Light. He's playing at an all-pro level. I think they're going to give him the opportunity, at least at first, to try to cover D.K. Metcalf one-on-one. But I do think that Patrick Graham is smart enough to react to any potential success D.K. Metcalf might have where you'll roll coverage to his side or double him up. Um, the the difference between the Giants and Eagles defenses are that the Giants are very they were limited even in the beginning of the season with respect to an edge rush and now it's real so Kyler Fackerel's now gone they have Jabal Sheard. and I mean you have Nico Lalos uh you know rookie free agent from Dartmouth it's very limited on with respect to your outside pass rush you have Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown, two rookies. I'm glad they're getting playing time, but they're just not quite – they're not going to instill fear into an offense. So I think that's the difference between the Eagles defense where you had Graham Barnett and Josh Sweat versus the Giant defense. Um, I do think the Giants will be able to stop the run. It's really – are you going to be able to put enough pressure and stop Russell Wilson – for making those extended plays. Um uh, in terms of the offense, look, if, if Colt McCoy is playing, it's going to be very limited. He's just, he's limited in terms of his arm strength. He's limited. He hasn't, I mean, he hasn't started a game in like four years. He's only start, you know, he's only started what, like 10, 12 games in his whole
0: career. He's a, he's a backup. That's crazy because he was coming. Remember, the the people were so he was high. Was out God at Texas? Of, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look, made a great career for himself yeah. as a backup, tons of money. Yeah, not having to get hit—that's a good deal. Yeah, and, and
1: look, he knows he's very familiar with Jason Garrett. Um, but I—it's I, just look, it, it's going to be the the playbook is going to be much more limited. Uh, so I think then what will happen. You know, the Giants have had recent success running, but with Colt McCoy, I think you could then crowd the box. Jamal Adams, I think, is going to be a huge headache for the Giants, the same way he was a headache for the Eagles. The guy is just, you know, when he's playing downhill, one of the best downhill safeties of the past 10 years. Really, you know, that talented. Um, so it, it's just going to be tough sledding. You know, I if Daniel Jones is there, it, it's competitive. That's the way I see it. But to me, long-term, meaning long-term for the rest of this season, if you have the Eagles playing the Packers, Washington is playing Pittsburgh, and Dallas is playing Baltimore, there's a decent chance that the rest of the NFC East loses. So why would you go out there and risk? And you you know this, hamstrings are tricky. Hamstrings will, you know, you'll have a setback like that. So why would you go out there and risk it if you can ensure that by next week he's back to 90%? I'd much rather have that and just chalk this up for a loss. And and we know historically as I just pointed out, they don't play well in Seattle. Yes, there's no fans there. I think it's just the smell of Starbucks and salmon in the air. They did the Giants have only won once since 20, you know. I mean, since 1982 they've only won once in Seattle. It's just not
0: going to happen. That's once in my lifetime, once in your lifetime as well. Yeah, yeah. It was twenty ten when they won. Oh, I'm yeah. not. If I had to put a prediction to this, I, I think that the, I think the Seahawks win. Like a I think twenty seventeen kind of deal. I, I, but I could see it going any other way. What's your, what's your prediction on it? So my
1: prediction is twenty four thirteen, Seattle. So uh, I will give you two predictions, actually. One with Colt McCoy, one with Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy, it's 24-13. With Daniel Jones, I think it's 27-21. All Both right. Seahawks winning.
0: F- fair enough. So I, I would agree with you that if it's a Colt McCoy game, 21-10 Seattle, I would stick with the 20 21-17. If you get Daniel Jones, it's worth an extra point uh, – extra – seven points at least.
1: Yeah, I think it narrows the gap to maybe a one-score game.
0: Yeah. Maybe there are some prop bets on Colt McCoy on Thrive Fantasy. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them. The Thrive Fantasy app is your place for daily fantasy sports. I I'm sure they're not going to go with Colt McCoy, but hey, you never know. Hop on the app, thrivefantasy.com. Download it in Apple ITunes, in your iTunes store, your Android store. Go in there and play some prop bets. It's super fun, super simple stuff for, for Daily Fantasy. Is Carson Wentz going to throw six interceptions? What's the over-under? You know, that kind of thing. Will Doug Peterson run the ball? Will, will Daniel Jones play? I, I'm just making these up, but you get the idea. It, yeah. It's it's fun, quick stuff where you can earn your share. I think they're giving out 10000 guaranteed this weekend. Put in code sec two four seven. When you deposit 25 bucks, you get the match and more. ThriveFantasy.com. And hey, prop up. Real quick, before we get into some games that we like, the matinee, we got to talk about this Raven-Steelers game. Uh, it was sloppy football, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I think it should have been expected. But it was also, if you ask me, the officials weren't great. It's true, and I'm not one to blame the officials. We know this, you know that i I stick with the, I stick with the brother and sisterhood. I'm a zebra. I I go to the, and it's bad clock management on Hardball's fault. But yeah. right before the end of the half, that is a penalty to yeah. lay on top of a player at minimum. If you're not going to throw the flag, which is fine, I, I can see a scenario you don't throw a flag for delay a game. As an official, you come in and you're stopping the clock because you can't see the ball, you can't move people. That yeah. gives that gives Baltimore a chance to set up and actually run a real play.
1: Yeah. No, I I completely agree with you. Um that it, it was bad clock management, though, and it cost them, you know, to me, what I came away with from that game was I I was very unimpressed with the Steelers and the way that. Baltimore fought if they can somehow end up in the playoffs I feel like they're gonna and this was to me kind of like the Giants almost beating the Patriots at the end of the 07 season and, and this team I mean this was like the Baltimore JV team
0: yeah right I almost wonder if because of like it was a Wednesday. There was so much chaos involved. Yeah, was this just two teams that are like, yeah, we have to be here. We're in We're in Pittsburgh at three o'clock with nobody around. Uh, yeah, when was the last time these guys played a three o'clock Wednesday afternoon game? Probably their JV seasons. And I time. was gonna
1: say this has to be like if some of them were on JV in yes. the high school, but. Yeah, but in the same sense, Pittsburgh is going for an undefeated season. They still need it to wrap up the division. I mean, Cle- Cleveland is 8-3, and three, so it, it is important for them. Baltimore it needs this for their playoff life. Again, I really do think that this will benefit Baltimore if, in fact, somehow they're able to make their way into the playoffs. Because if they play like that, and the guys who are returning – I mean, do you realize I mean they showed the stats of how many snaps how many first rounders how many all pros they were missing and these guys haven't played that well this season but if they play that
0: hard they're going to be a tough out for anybody yeah I would agree with you and I mean that's Baltimore that's Baltimore football yeah what you saw there I mean that that's their toughness that's that I wasn't surprised by this game that's why I was really disappointed it was at three o'clock. On, on a Wednesday, as opposed to, you know, uh, Thanksgiving night. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving night or eight o'clock on Wednesday night. But yeah, hey, there were people on Facebook talking about how great that tree lighting ceremony was. So Did you watch the
1: tree lighting ceremony? What?
0: Did you watch the tree lighting Why ceremony? I watch that? Why do I do I don't watch know? somebody light a Christmas tree in the middle of New York? Who gives a shit? I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, you you celebrate
1: Christmas, so I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. Like my own Christmas tree. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm one of those people that goes around and, and I, you know, I like to look and, and I take an internal score. I judge all the homes on their uh, Christmas decorations.
0: Well, I Oh, I like doing that, too. But uh, uh, people were very excited on Facebook over the over the Rockefeller Center thing. The Rockettes were there. Eh. Have you ever gone to see the tree? No, God, no. Why would I want to go up there? It's a nightmare. Is, is this like an anti-New York thing? Oh, I, I just – I I I hate going into New York City. Yeah, I mean, you you. you – <laughs> really, I've been with you yeah. in, in New York,
1: and it's like sensory overload for you. You, <laughs> you get overwhelmed.
0: It's Philadelphia times like
1: 50. Yeah and, yeah, and then we also know you don't like the GW Bridge, even though yeah. that's not how you would get to Rockefeller. So I will tell you, that's something I, I know where – you should take the – boy. And, Post pandemic world, it's very cool. The tree a, is very cool
0: on a regular
1: year. Yeah, There's no
0: pandemic. I hate being around people, so I, I'm not going.
1: I know. I know. This show is completely gone off the rails. But yeah, it is. It is a cool thing. The tree cool. I would have preferred an eight o'clock Pittsburgh Baltimore yeah. game. But yeah. Uh, anyways, back <laughs> on you track. I don't
0: think it was. Li- I don't think it was live. Was it? Li- like I watched the beginning of it because I I always watch the news. I'm a news guy. Yeah, I, I always have, and I had the the nightly news on. So I guess that would have been NBC. Yeah, because I just let it roll right after the yeah. game, and they went to they went to uh, AC Slater and all those guys, and I'm like, this looks taped.
1: Uh Well, I didn't watch it, so I couldn't tell you, but maybe part of it was some of the
0: performances. That's even worse then. Jesus Christ. I agree. I agree. Oh, man.
1: But obviously, well, I was thinking about it. You have to have, you can't light the tree during the
0: day. No, but you could light the tree if it gets dark at 5 o'clock. True. Very true. You could have flip-flopped the timing of this thing and done the whole thing. You could have done it at starting at three forty-five up to 6 o'clock. Light the tree at six o'clock.
1: You know, I used you know, I actually have a past with lighting Christmas trees. Uh, uh, on fire? No, no. At with, with 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 my dad at Cooper, the big lights outside the the hospital it was
0: the tree. We used to light it. Do you have to plug to, it in? <laughs> to Jewish guys. That's all right. Hey. <laughs> two jews lighting a christmas tree it's like, it's fun. yeah I, I i loved it i it was fun i very mean, okay i know we've gotten off the rails so. on that note so Steelers <laughs> are undefeated the, yeah. the, the 72 dolphins have their their liquor and their their cigars ready to go we have the remaining games here for pittsburgh washington at buffalo at cincinnati indianapolis at cleveland to, uh, he, you know i see a loss or two in there if you're um, getting if you're getting the steelers that you've seen i think as of late i think they've been i don't want to say running out of gas but yeah. you can see them struggling a little bit yeah
1: and it's you know it's like we discussed when, uh i think this was the last time i crazy for me I, I honestly feel like it would be it would behoove them to lose just get it out of the way you know, just one game like clinch a division, clinch. You know, it, it, like, it's not going to matter if Pittsburgh's coming to you or you're going to can't, excuse me, if Kansas City's coming to you or you're going to Kansas City. Like, if you get to the AFC Championship game, it's equally bad weather. It's not like it's a dome team, right? You know, so I, yeah, I look. I, you know, even though I, earlier I said it's likely a, Washington, a victory over Washington, Washington's just kind of one of those weird teams. That I could see that defensive line going nuts, that running back
0: starting to play well. Alex yeah. Smith has got nothing to lose. Well, I, I think that's what, it. I think that's what Washington. You have a, a team that has rallied around a coach, yeah, and rightfully so. Uh, we all we talked about our, our respect for Ron Rivera. Yeah. And they've rallied around a coach, they've rallied around their quarterback. Yeah. So and their defense is solid to begin with. Yeah. They got a lot going for them. Yeah. And now they're playing uh, well. They're putting up 40 points. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think you know, um, fortunately that, but you know, what's nice is that Buffalo game is the Sunday night game. For now. So that that you're so they're they're gonna flex out an under. A potentially undefeated Pittsburgh and Buffalo. You you never know. Oh, I saw it. I yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. You what? just jinxed the crap out of that. What? You just
0: jinxed it. What are you talking about? why did I jinx I it? I know exactly because you were talking about COVID. Oh no, I wasn't going that. I wasn't going that route. I was just thinking NBC. Maybe they have a Hanukkah. They're gonna light the menorah that night.
1: I don't think they're going I don't think they have a previously scheduled menorah lighting okay. for Sunday evening. You never know. No, I think, I think Hanukkah starts on a Friday night. Yeah, so it would be night three. Yeah, but you would, if, you'd, uh, if you were going to do it, you would probably do it either just the first night or the last night so you'd have all the candles. How about the middle night? No, no, that's that's the middle candle you always light. That's the shamash.
0: Let's get to two games <laughs> that we like, one college, one pro. Let's start in the college ranks. Uh, you. Uh, I've lost you, so I'm going to go first on the college, on the college front. If you will indulge me here a little bit, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So I- I'm looking forward to this BYU Coastal Carolina matchup. Coastal Carolina has a top 15 defense. BYU has a quarterback that is could go in the top, you know, the top round. He's a first round pick at this point. So I want to see what happens here. There's not a lot of time to prepare. BYU, we already talked about it. Good for them to come cross-country and play this game. Everyone's going to say, yeah, Coastal Carolina, eh, whatever. It, it's just an interesting matchup. Yeah. And it's a it's a prove-it matchup for both teams. Like, is Coastal Carolina really that good? In a sense, they're playing a Power 5 program here in a normal year where BYU is playing its normal out-of-conference or independent yeah. schedule. So can, can they take care of business? Can BYU – Stake a claim for the the playoff. I want to see it.
1: It's it's definitely a good game. What what are your thoughts on the Coastal Carolina field?
0: Yeah, I don't like it. You like the turquoise? No, I I'm not a fan of different colored turf. Even BYU or not BYU, excuse me, uh Boise State. I, I trust enough. Play on a green field for Christ's sake. Yeah, I know. I
1: I I I generally agree. One of my dumber moments in life. So Coastal Carolina in the early 90s, had a good f- basketball team. And I think for a few years made the tournament. And I remember seeing in the paper, as I was filling out a bracket as like a nine-year-old, it said the Clairs. So Mike, as you know, in, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, there is a development Claire. I was like, why would they name a team after a, <laughs> a, a townhome development? <laughs> I didn't understand it was an animal. So I just wanted to point out my stupidity uh my college game is ucla at arizona state um partially it's just kind of this is the late night fox sports one pack 12 game hoping for a shootout like to see the fighting herm edwards beat the fighting chip kelly's and arizona state is also wearing their very cool throwbacks i'm looking forward to that just always, you know, once a year, you always get a great. It's usually on ranked teams for the Pac-12. That ten thirty night game, you know, just it goes into like two thirty in the morning. I just have a suspicion this is it,
0: so I'm looking forward to that. I miss you. Just described the the, the whack game, right? Yeah, it, well, it's either a late night Pac-12 or yeah. an old whack game. Now a Mountain State game yeah. or a I- Mountain West game. I miss yeah. the wha- I miss the whack. Yeah. They were good for for the usually Hawaii cuz you know they're playing at, you know, they get the later kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. Let them let them go. Let them throw the ball over the place. And that is that Yeah, exactly. There? Is that in Sun Devil Stadium? Yes. Not a pro football ready stadium though. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. You can have a Super Bowl there,
1: but I don't think they would anymore though.
0: No. But the Oh, I think it's also been renovated. I thought it was renovated as well. I thought there was a whole big – I thought there was a big deal when they built the new stadium. Yeah. Like I thought there was some – some because State's money was involved. I thought yeah. there was a deal to get uh, some renovations done there. On that note, yes. I'm going to stick in the pros. I'm going to stick in the state of Arizona. Rams at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are a three-point favorite at this point, and we kind of talked about it which team is going to show up here? Like, who are we going to get? Are we going to get the Rams that are playing like a top team in the NFC? Or, or are we going to get the Cardinals that are an up and coming playing like a top team in the <laughs> NFC? Are the, are the Rams just going to not show up? I, this is an interesting matchup for playoff purposes in the NFC. I want to see what happens. I want to see what the field looks like. You know, there's a lot of different things going on here. I want to see what uniform the Rams are wearing.
1: So I actually chose the exact same game. Like you well, said, I'm this is, it's well, look, you know, sometimes great minds think alike. Uh, it's, it's a super important game in the NFC West. I mean, these two teams could still win the division. I, it, it's the NFC West is to the point where you could win the division or you can completely miss the playoffs, even with a seven team playoff, uh, not grid, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Field. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to see any changes to the field considering this is the Arizona Cardinals and playing in Arizona stadium. We might have to wait for the Niners to play there, but yep. There's some interesting uniform implications. It, it's and it's like you said, it's like which team shows up. These teams literally one week, they look amazing. The next week they look like crap. And I'll tell you, if they both look amazing in the same week, we have a hell of a game. And this is super important. So let's see. You know, and it's a matchup of two young coaches. Um, you know, which one's gonna get you know the leg up? And I'm just really looking forward to watching this.
0: Absolutely. Of course, it yeah, happens a- as our teams are playing. Yeah, that's okay. That's <laughs> true. For me, <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh you know. Uh. Oh, boy. That's going to be a disaster. <laughs> on that note, we will be back on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Right? Tuesday. Hold on a second. Hopefully uh, Tuesday. Hold on. Hold on. Before I officially make that announcement, we have a Joe Webb, don't don't we, next week? Oh, yeah. We have a Joe Webb. We have a Joe Webb. So we'll be back on Wednesday again of next week yes. to do our NFL Week 13 wrap-up, kind of, hopefully, Maybe. Follow us on all social media at GLStandShow. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. GLStand.podomatic.net is where you can find the power rankings. That'll be out today. I'm Mike. That's Brett. We will see you later. Enjoy the weekend. Wear a mask. Be safe.